Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Appreciate you joining me on our chapter day journey. We are in 2 Kings chapter 2, and it was verse 9 that I pulled out of the chapter this morning. It says, when they had crossed the Jordan River, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. Today's podcast is entitled, Transitions. Transitions, I find they're typically difficult. Along my life journey, I've been part of many different transitions, walked alongside others in their own seasons of transition. I've noticed that there are many different elements that make a transition easier or more difficult for those involved. It could be a matter of temperaments. Some individuals handle change and transition differently than others. It also has to do with how long the transition has been anticipated, how well the transition has been planned. It also has to do with how well those in the system experiencing the transition have been prepared. It can also have to do with whether or not the transition flows in the natural progression of time or whether the transition is unforeseen and forced by sudden tragedy or change in circumstances. Over the past few years, Wendy and I have been in a season in which we are experiencing a number of transitions in our families and in our business. Today's chapter is about a major transition on the spiritual landscape of the ancient kingdoms of Israel and Judah. The prophet Elijah appeared on the scene like Clint Eastwood wandering into the town in High Plains Drifter. God uses Elijah to take on corrupt King Ahab, his wife Jezebel, and the prophets of Baal. God worked miraculously through Elijah throughout his ministry, and now it's time for him to quite literally ride off into the sunset, literally riding off in a chariot of fire and a whirlwind. Today's chapter is all about the transition of spirit and prophetic authority from Elijah to his protege, Elisha. So first, God leads the two of them on Elijah's farewell tour of these three towns where companies of prophets reside, Gilgal, Bethel, and Jericho. And in each place, it is known or made known that Elijah is going to be taken away. So Elijah and Elisha then cross over the Jordan River with Elijah striking the water with his cloak and parting the waters to cross on dry ground. Now, this is a direct parallel to Moses hundreds of years before striking the water with his staff so that the people of Israel could cross into the promised land in Exodus chapter 14. This is also, by the way, root of so many metaphors that we continue to use today. Elijah is crossing over Jordan to be taken to heaven. And crossing Jordan is still used in life and in music lyrics when referencing death and the passing of a person from earthly life to eternal life. It comes from today's chapter. Elijah then asks Elisha what he wants. And Elisha asks for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Now, in modern Western culture, this sounds like a consumerist request. It's like Elisha is asking for some kind of spiritual... uh, BOGO coupon, buy one, get one free, can I have a double portion? But what Elisha is asking 
is in reference to the Mosaic laws of inheritance. See, the firstborn son in that patriarchal ancient society would get a double portion of the father's inheritance and then takes on the role of the patriarch of the family. Elisha is asking to receive the mantle of spiritual leadership among the prophets and the people, to be the spiritual firstborn son, if you will, among the prophets of God's people. When Elijah is taken, he leaves his cloak behind, which Elisha then picks up, strikes the water of the Jordan, the waters part, and he returns to the other shore on dry land, symbolizing that he indeed received what he had asked for. And by the way, we still use this event metaphorically in talking about transitions of power and authority. Because another word for cloak is mantle. The mantle of leadership has been passed from Elijah to Elisha. And then the last two stories in the chapter confirm the miraculous powers of blessing. First, he heals the water in a corrupted spring. And then the miraculous power of cursing. There's this curse put on these boys who are jeering Elisha and insulting him for not having any hair. So Elisha now possesses these same miraculous powers of blessing and cursing, just as Elijah had possessed them before him. Well, where does this all lead? In the quiet this morning, I find myself thinking through all of the areas of transition that Wendy and I are still navigating. How does the transition from Elijah to Elisha speak into all these other transitions? Well, three things that it spoke to me this morning. First, there was a process. So often in transitions, I experience the desire to jump to the end of the process. I confess that a lot of times I just want to skip the more difficult parts, especially the ones that are about dealing with messy relationships and conflict. But the process of transition is necessary. And it can make a huge difference in the success of that transition. Second, there was a nod to both the past, Moses and the people crossing the Jordan River back in Exodus, and to the future. Elijah being taken to heaven in this chariot of fire sets up the quote-unquote return of Elijah in the person of John the Baptist proclaiming Jesus' ministry. The good transitions that I've experienced in life and in organizations both honor the past and open up new paths and future opportunities. So in the transitions I'm experiencing, how can I embrace both? And finally, there was an element of the divine mystery in the transition. Elijah didn't grant Elisha's request. He deferred that to God. God is either going to grant Elisha's request or not. And that's why Elisha's three miracles, the dividing of the Jordan, the healing of the water, and the cursing of the jeering boys, confirmed that God had granted Elisha's request. And in this, I am mindful that there is, I believe, an element of the divine mystery in every earthly transition. I believe that God is at work in my story and in each person's story. I've been a part of transitions that didn't end the way I wanted them to, but in retrospect, I can see how it was instrumental in the directing of my steps. So 
I'm reminded of my one word this year, trust. Trust the story. Trust the plan. Transitions are waypoints in the direction of our path. I hope your path is leading to pleasant places today, my friend. Have a good one. We'll be back here tomorrow.